Good Monday to you. Welcome in, Bill Michaels Show. On the air on this Monday, the 27th of November. I can't believe it's the 27th already. Just amazing. Just amazing. Monday, the 27th of November. I can't believe we're already here. Holy mackerel. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, feel free if you want to chime in. And the uh, question we asked on Thursday after the uh, Packers beat the Lions was, man, where has that team been all season? Where has that team been all season? And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Got Eric Baranchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette coming up. Uh, a little bit later on, you've got, uh, you know, hey, kudos to the Wisconsin Badgers, man. They played for some pride. Got a win, brought the axe back home. Fantastic stuff. So the Badgers got the win over the weekend. And the rest of the time, hopefully you just enjoyed friends, family, time off, whatever it may be, and uh, just kind of took it easy a little bit. We'll get into everything else tomorrow, but on a Green and Gold Monday, it is uh, pretty Packers-centric. And where was this team all season. Now, I can't imagine, and I have not checked the odds yet, but I got to feel that the Packers are not favored coming into the contest on a Sunday. But after that, except for maybe the Vikings game, will they be favored the rest of the way? The Kansas City Chiefs coming into town on a Sunday night. Sunday night football at Lambeau Field. Kansas City just annihilated the uh, Raiders 31-17 yesterday. And Patrick Mahomes again Incredibly solid. Uh, didn't have to do it all by himself this time. Uh, 27 to 34, 298 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Just a quarterback rating that's off the charts again, 122.8. And uh, so, you know, now the, the the Packers, who we never expected would win on Thursday, get a 29-22 win over the Detroit Lions in that solid defense. They were up 23-6. to six. At one point in this contest. Now, I guess if you want to take any nitpicking away, uh, in the second half, they only put up six points. You would have liked to have seen them kept, uh, you know, kept, you know, scoring and doing what they do. But uh, the fact that they stayed off, staved off uh, the rush, the mad dash, if you will, of Jared Goff and company, it was, it was fantastic. They got, they got quite a bit uh, of pressure on Goff. They were able defensively to play extremely well, I thought. Didn't give it up. Uh, Jordan Love, 22 of 32. Simply fantastic. Three touchdowns, a 125.5 quarterback rating. Goff did not play bad, 29 of 44, 332 yards and a couple of touchdowns himself. Uh, if you look at all the statistics, the Lions should have won the game. But the fact that the Packers created not one, not two, but three turnovers in this contest, I mean, that that was the that was the doing in. If you, they always say, look, if you if you don't win a turnover battle, you can't win the game, and that's exactly what happened. The Packers created turnovers with pressure, and the Packers walked away with a victory. So good stuff there. Grant Bills, how was your weekend? It was busy, traveling around, yeah. running around from this place to that place. Saw a lot of family, a lot of friends. It was it was awesome. And then watching the Packers on Thursday, that was such a fun surprise because they went up seven to nothing, and I'm like, all right, this is fun. If they don't win, whatever, at least it, it doesn't look like they're going to embarrass themselves. And then they won. And me and my right. my aunts and uncles and my siblings were like, "We can, how fun is this? Is we're sitting around, you know, eating dessert. Like, we didn't expect this at all today. So that was an awesome Thanksgiving surprise. Yeah. yeah I never never saw that coming. Never saw that coming. Um, I, I was uh, impressed. 
Uh, now, again, they're trending in the right direction. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, a couple of games do not a season make, so I think we can all agree upon that. But that's why, even though I was leaning in one direction, I said, let's wait and see what the next few games really kind of tell us. And we all said, circle that Detroit game. Circle that Detroit, because that's going to tell you a lot. You, you can play well against bad teams and show signs, but if you go in and you actually play well on the road Thanksgiving Day against a team that really has beaten the hell out of you the last couple of times that you faced them, and now you go into their place, national television audience, standalone game for that time slot. You know, now, now you know, let's see what you're made of. And they, they were impressive. Got to give them a lot of credit. Got to give Jordan Love credit. Got to give Matt LaFleur credit. I mean, you got to give them a lot of credit for what they did. So uh, I was pretty excited with what the Green Bay Packers did uh, this past weekend. So good, good stuff there. Uh, and then you got the Badgers, who that was just impressive. I, I don't care who you are. That was just impressive. The Badgers got themselves a nice win, and I don't know how many people thought that they were going to go into Minnesota and actually get the win. We, we kind of held our breath that they would. But to get the win and to do it and running the ball and being impressive and such and kind of like playing for pride, I, I was, that was just fun to watch. That was fun to see. I, I sat at a bar in, uh, in Boston and watched both the Ohio State game, which who could have predicted the outcome of that game? <coughs> Everybody. Uh, and then to watch the uh, the Badger game as we were roaming around uh, up on the north uh, north end and through the Fenial uh, Hall marketplace and uh, in and out of bars and restaurants and sitting down and enjoying ourselves, it was really a uh, it was really a fun weekend. Fun weekend. So good, good stuff. I watched the Badger uh, game by the way at, at bars in Minneapolis. I was in the city with really? some friends. Yeah. yeah. So I was surrounded was by. Gophers fans, I wish I would have worn a Badger sweatshirt or something. I kind of I saw out. your video. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I saw your video. But as soon as the Badgers won, then I everyone I was with is like, yeah, I'm from Wisconsin. You know, started saying that a, right. a little bit louder. Uh, but you're like watching Braylon Allen stuff it down the Gophers throat. If that was his last game as a Badger, that did so much to, to make me remember him in a good way. Like that buoyed his legacy for him to run all over the Gophers and to get the ax back after the last couple of years. So that was great to watch, right. yes. Uh, there is some breaking news today out of the NFL. The NFL's worst fires their head coach. Uh, that is Frank Reich. Uh, he gets canned. He uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I was uh, flipping through the channels this morning, and they were talking about how he's aged. If you look at pictures of Frank Reich from just a couple of years ago to where he is today, he's like an old man. I, I You talk about a season wearing on you. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. He looks like an old man. But uh, Frank Reich today fired. As the uh, the head guy over there at uh, with the Carolina Panthers, but here's the thing: they drafted Bryce Young, and if you're going to go another season with this guy, man, you, I don't see how you can then put another season if this is going to be your guy. Much like they're kind of looking at it as, as a Trevor Lawrence situation, where Trevor Lawrence, bad head coach, bad system, bad circumstances, first year, and then after they put in Doug Peterson, then he begins to blossom. And which, by the way, that AFC South is kind of that's kind of shaping up. I mean, for those that you know aren't paying attention, it's kind of an interesting division. The AFC South, the the Jacksonville Jaguars are eight and three. Okay, you've now got a premier quarterback, or at least it appears to be, in C.J. Stroud with the Houston Texans. 
If the Colts get Richardson back and he becomes healthy in any kind of viability, I mean, the Colts have won three straight. Jacksonville's now won two straight. The Houston Texans lost in that doinky field goal over the weekend. But what an interesting division. And the team that had been on top is now struggling to get back to even 500, the, the Tennessee Titans sitting at 4-7. and seven. And you would assume their head coach is probably walking dead right now as well. But what an interesting division that is. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens continue to win. They look good. Uh, Cincinnati's done. They quit. Uh, Pittsburgh gets another win. How they're doing it, I have no idea, but they get another win. They're 7-4. and four. The Browns are 7-4. and four. That's an incredible division. The Dolphins go to 8-3. and three. The Buffalo Bills did any, anything and everything they could to try to win that game last night, and ultimately it's, it's so on McDermott last night. I watched that game uh, on the plane. Uh, and by the way, kudos to Delta. You can actually get TV on the plane now. Flying home last night. Uh, because we were in all kinds of cities, connector flights and all that. There's no direct flights to Rhode Island from Milwaukee. So flying out, we flew from Milwaukee to Chicago, Chicago to D.C., D.C. into Rhode Island, and then we went back from Rhode Island into Atlanta and then Atlanta into Milwaukee. And Oh, by the way, and here's another thing. Got a story for you twice last night of stuff that you normally see like, you see it on Instagram, but you don't really believe it ever. You, you've never seen it. It doesn't happen to you. Oh, it happened last night. It happened last night. We'll talk about that, too. So I'll tell you that story coming up. But watch that game in the rain, the muck, the mire, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills, look, McDermott is the defensive guy. He's the guy that that runs the defense. He's fired his defensive coordinator. He's now fired his offensive coordinator, which last night I thought the offense looked much better. And putting – uh, put, putting uh, Josh Allen under center, specifically on that drive where they ran the ball right down the uh, the Eagles' throats, I thought was brilliant. I, I thought it was a really good move. And that's usually where Josh Allen's at his best, when he can do the little play-action fake and such. But that defense, just they gave it up. They gave it up last night. McDermott's, again, got to answer for that because that's his genre. That's what he has to be accountable for. And so the Buffalo Bills take a loss last night. The Philadelphia Eagles go to 10-1 and on the season. The only one-loss team in the National Football League. I mean, behind them in the, uh, in the NFC is certainly the San Francisco 49ers, then the Detroit Lions at 8-3, uh, and you know, and then you've got the Dallas Cowboys who are also 8-3 and on the outside when it comes to the wild card. And then the, the first team in would be the Green Bay Packers, Right now, if they were to get a win over, say, the Minnesota Vikings, they would because those those two teams would be tied. But because of tiebreakers, uh, Green Bay would then vault the Minnesota Vikings, and they would be the last team into the postseason. So big game coming up on Monday night, but more so the remainder of the season when you got Tampa Bay and you got New York and you've got Minnesota and Chicago still on the docket. Those four teams, you got those games that are going to become incredibly important to the Green Bay Packers. So will they be favored in all of them, and can they win all of them? Can they win out? Can this team just continue to get better? Because it was not only uh, that Jordan Love threw some really, really solid passes that we hadn't seen out of him in a while, but also the receivers started to go up and just get it, and that was good to see yesterday as well. Doesn't mean they still don't have some holes, some things they have to fill, but what an impressive win by the Green Bay Packers. Is there anything I missed in the Open today? Uh, it was a l- I will say this. It was a little disappointing watching the uh, – the Bucks and the Boston Celtics in the game the other night when, you know, we were actually in that area 
and the Bucks ended up losing to the Celtics, one nineteen, one sixteen. Other than that, though, the Bucks have put together a string. They're seven and one in their last eight ball games. It hasn't Since always they, been pretty for four straight quarters, right? but they have. One thing you did miss: Craig Council made an appearance at the Bucks game yesterday, and I, I, people probably have mixed feelings of that. It pisses me off. I'm sure not everyone feels that way, but that was a story that that took place yesterday. I didn't see that. I'll send you the picture. So how, how was how was he received? Did they boo? Did they cheer? What did they do? I don't know. I, I was trying to find someone who was there. I have a couple buddies who go to Bucks games, and I couldn't find one. I want to know if they put him on the Jumbotron with the title Chicago Cubs manager. That that almost seems Ooh. mean, you know, because you know how people would receive it. So the, the people right. running the scoreboard, it, it's almost like bullying. But I also think he kind of deserves it. So maybe that's something we talk about. Right. Too. Oh, that would be wicked if they did that. I've got a picture of it uh, where he's sitting sidelines. I don't know who he's talking to. But, yeah, that if they would have done that, that would have been me. By the way, one other side note, yes, um, and I'll get the live stream up and running. It's problematic right now. Coming back, I, there were some issues on the plane. That Long story. Uh, but, yes, I did not get the, uh, the stuffed cohogs for Thanksgiving. Uh, when we landed – we went straight to Kristen's uh, brothers and sister-in-law house, and they did everything to get it ready, but did not get the actual quahog. So we didn't get that. I didn't get a chance to show that on the screen during the postgame show. However, we went to a bar in East Greenwich yesterday, as we have well, a bunch of time before our flight. Our flight didn't leave till seven o'clock last night because uh, we got home at about one one thirty this morning, and uh, we went to a bar just happenstance. Went into a bar in East Greenwich. Right there on the bay, and which was awesome. Had a great time. And I cannot believe that the people are still out there fishing. Boats are still in the water. It's raining. It's cold. It's 24 degrees. And it's there's still people out there fishing on those big Boston whalers. But uh, this place had stuff go hog. So I took a picture of it, posted it yesterday, in case you hadn't seen it. So, yes, I did get it. And, yes, I did get a chance to enjoy it. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. Hey, Eric Branchek coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk, hopefully, with Zach Heilprin at some point about that Badger victory. Uh, also got Mike Clemens coming up today and always love talking to Mike. We'll chat with him uh, about, uh, you know, what he witnessed over there in, uh, in Detroit. So we got all that coming up. So a lot of good stuff today. A lot of good stuff today coming up on the program. Hang right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, Show me the money! to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs, 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, Show me the money! More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. 
Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11-30-2023. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And uh, the, uh, boy, I tell you what, what a weekend. What a good weekend. Uh, got a lot of emails. Yeah, we'll get the uh, the live stream up and running. We had some issues uh, coming back. I don't know what it is. Uh, the computer has been just goofy. And it's probably got to go back into the shop for whatever reason. I don't know why. But uh, we'll get it up and running. Just hang in there. Just don't panic. People go crazy. Oh, you hacked? It's like, no. Relax. We're good. Um, Grant, how many times have you been on Instagram? I'll, I'll flip through Instagram. And you know how you get to the reels and the videos? Oh, yeah. You can go down an hour-long rabbit hole easily. Yeah. Yes. How many times have you seen somebody on a plane go crazy? Very often. Like, that, that, that just that can't happen. People can't be that stupid. It happened last night. I've never seen it up close and personal, but there was a woman who got on the plane with her kid. Now, I don't know how old her kid was, um, older than one or two, younger than five or six. That's all I can tell you. Probably three, four, somewhere in there. And um, then another couple got on the plane and now it was a packed plane coming back from Atlanta by the way Atlanta Hatsfield Airport ridiculous ridiculous it's massive crowded. it's huge and it was ridiculous crowded I mean it, it was butts to nuts all the way through the place and when we landed to catch our connector we thought we had like an hour and a half in between flights and we didn't and had it not been for the fact that we jumped on the because we thought about the, the like the tram to take you from one terminal to the next was so crowded. It was like a New York city subway. It was, and then people just pushing on, like they were not going to wait for the next tram to come by. They're just pushing on. It, it got to the point where you're starting to get your, your blood going a little bit. Like I'm not going to put up with much more of this. Somebody's going down and I get it, but we held our own. We got to where we wanted and, and Kristen's claustrophobic. So we got on the tram and she's starting to have a panic attack. And I'm like, just get us to the next terminal and off we'll go. And we did. So, we get on the plane, plane is packed, couple gets on, they're sitting right in front of the seats with the kid. And this is all during taxi. We're starting to taxi, the kid is crying, and everybody all has been on a plane with a kid that's just, and it's not like he's crying, he's doing that screaming, kicking thing, okay? Mom can't control him, so I get it, I understand, you know, it's irritable. 
And the kid, I guess, kept kicking. The, now, this is probably about six rows to eight rows behind us. The, uh, the kid kept kicking the seat of the woman in front of him. Something happened, and I had my headset on because at this point I want to drown out everything. I just want to just get in peace. Let's get in the air. Everything settles down when you get in the air, and then the lights go out, and you should be good to go. Well, all of a sudden you hear a ruckus over the fact that I'm – I think at the time I was watching the game. So I got the game cranked all the way up in my headset. I can hear this stuff over the game, and everybody's starting to turn around. Now, I, st- I turn around. I take my headset off. I turn around. And the guy and his wife are now standing up, going at it, turned around, going at it in their seats with the woman with the kid and the people that were with her. And the man says to the woman, I'm going to effing kill you, and I'm killing your kid too. Now, you, <laughs> the, the, the flight attendants heard all of this. We ended up taxiing to like what I can only describe as like a cul-de-sac at the airport. So we go to the airport where it's called a sec. We turn around and we wait. And they get things settled down. But the flight attendant, and thank, thank God we had an all-male crew. There was all guys. And the one flight attendant, pretty big dude, he walked over and said, sit down. You've just committed a federal offense. And the guy's jawing with him. I mean, just you, you can't fix stupid. You just can't. There's no couth, no class, no intelligence to these people that are screaming and yelling and fighting at this point. So, and you could kind of tell the class they were. And so the guy gets everybody settled down and off we go. We get to the, uh, to Milwaukee last night at about, because we were supposed to be here at 11, about 20 after 11. We didn't get in. We sat for almost uh, 45 minutes on the tarmac waiting to leave because they wanted to make sure things were going to be settled down. So we, we land, there is a contingent. Uh, if you threaten somebody, whether you're kidding or just blurbing it out or not, if you threaten anybody on a plane, you're done. The federal officials were there. The Milwaukee County Sheriff's was there. All of them last night arrested. All of them. No, I mean, screaming and yelling, and the guy is like, I don't care. I don't care what your reason is. I don't care. You said it. You're done. All of them. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Get these asshat clowns off the air, and then that way people like all the rest of us don't have to worry about them. But last night, these people were going at it in in seats over a kid kicking a seat. Now, I get it. You know, nobody wants to get their seat kicked. Mom should have been able in some way, shape, or form to control the kid. But these people, the minute that guy said, I'm killing you and I'm killing your effing kid too, that was it done because even the flight attendant said there's nothing more we can do about it there's witnesses that heard him say he was going to kill somebody on a plane and that's a federal offense and off you go so last night the uh the authorities were waiting for him and off to the hooskow they went because it was interesting because the whole plane when we were because we were the only ones that landed last night uh general mitchell was pretty much vacant by the time we got there and uh we're all standing around the carousel waiting for our bags to be unloaded, and everybody's talking about it, and they're going, nobody sees them, nobody sees them. But everybody was talking about the amount of federal officials. Not only were they at the gate, but they were at the end of the uh, – up by the TSA area waiting for, you know, if anybody got by anybody and such as well. But there were nor- – have you ever taken a red eye and flown into Milwaukee, Grant, by any chance? I've never taken a red eye. I fly 6 a.m. flights a lot, but I've never taken a red eye. 
Well, when you get home uh, on a late night flight in Milwaukee, the, the airport pretty much rolls its carpets up at night. There's nobody there. Uh, the, it's not a 24-7 airport where you're getting red eyes and a lot of planes. It's like once you get to about midnight, it's done. There's nothing else going on. And you and I've done this many a times, flying to games and coverage and all that kind of stuff. And you get back late. You fly in, you know, 11.30, 12.30, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and you get in. There's nobody there. It's maybe two cops that kind of, you know, as you're walking around down by the Vegas carousels trying to keep, you know, homeless people out and that kind of thing. But there's nobody there. Last night, it was like somebody emptied the department. It was they, – they were all waiting for this flight to land, and off to the Hooskow they went. So it was, it was crazy last night. So that was, that, that was the flight home. That was the entertainment. We've all uh, – yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, we've all dealt with that on a plane, and it sucks. But I'd like to think that I would in the moment be able to think, okay, what if that was me with the kid? Like, right? how would I want people to, to treat me? Like, we just need to be better as a society than that. It was just – Trash on trash. And they just don't give two Fs about anybody but them and thinking that they're the only opinion that matters. And it just is, I posted a video of a guy yesterday who's probably three seats away from us, and I don't know what nationality he was, but he starts talking on his phone. You know, By the way, anybody that holds their phone out to talk to anybody on it, unless you're in the privacy of your own home, you're an idiot. Nobody, I mean nobody, wants to hear your conversation. That's all everybody was talking about yesterday, how rude this guy was. And it was loud. The video I shot didn't do it justice. It was loud. And this guy is then talking baby talk to his wife. I mean, this went on for like 15 minutes. It was just, and people are looking around like, well, this guy, please shut up. And it was, he had he kept turning his phone up going, I can't hear you. Because people were now talking over him, so they didn't have to listen to it. And he kept turning his phone up louder. And louder. It's just the unbelievable self-centered world that a lot of people now live in is beyond belief to me. I just, what the hell has society come to? And there's like no etiquette. I mean, none. It's, it's my world, and you're basically breathing air in it. And at some point, people are going to stand up and go, no. There is such a thing as etiquette. You know, you just shouldn't be doing it. So if you're under the age of 25 and you're listening and you have a tendency to do that, because it's usually it's more younger people than it is older people. But this guy was an older guy last night. But, you know, man, have some sensibility. Holy mackerel. What happened to just common sense in this world? Uh, okay, I went on far too long about that. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, Zach Heilprin is going to be joining us uh, coming up here. Uh, in the next segment, as a matter of fact, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Paul Bunyan's axe coming back to Wisconsin. Also, where in the hell was this Packers team? And was that a glimpse of what's to come? Or was that an apparition that's going to, like a ghost, just float away? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show continuing on 
Hopefully you're enjoying your day, and uh, thanks for uh, taking a listen to us. We certainly appreciate it. Hopefully all the uh, audio issues are fixed over on the live stream. We're up and running there, and if it's not, uh, then uh, we're going have to have to bag it for the day, so we'll wait and see. Uh, in the meantime, Paul Bunyan's axe is back in Wisconsin, safely snug in its bed uh, at uh, Camp Randall and out in that area, the football offices. And to talk a little bit more about that, Zach Heilprin joining us. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I think the axe is probably doing pretty well, too, because it didn't have to sleep with P.J. Fleck like it has in the past. It, <laughs> it just ended up back in the trophy case where it belongs. That thing deserves some respect. It should not be sharing the bed with P.J. and his wife um, like it did, I think, after they won it the first time back in 2018. And Luke Fickle, um, and Luke Fickle even mentioned it. He goes, this one's going right back into the trophy case. Like it's, I... Uh... <laughs> I I picture P.J. Fleck using it as an oar to Ugh. row his boat rather than an axe to chop down a tree. Well, and the, and the funniest part of that celebration afterwards, at least in my opinion, is Wisconsin going to midfield. They did it back in 2019. They did it again on Saturday, and they row the midfield M with the with the axe. And you can hear him saying, row, row, row yeah. with, with, uh, with the axe on the – Minnesota M at midfield. It uh, yeah. it is very very disrespectful, but also absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, it's a nice nice feel. It was a good weekend. I mean, Packers got an impressive win, and the win- I'll tell you this: it was watching that game. I thought, oh man, <laughs> you know, it's too close, and you don't want to lose a close one, and you know, and then it's like the seniors just stood up and said no. And it was, it was, I, I tweeted it out. It wasn't like this impressive whoop your ass. This was just a gut win, wasn't it? It was a, it was a gutty win, but it was also, I, I look at the drive. Minnesota goes up 14 to seven, right? And you're like, all right, well, there's four and a half minutes left in the half. What's Wisconsin going to do? They hadn't, they only had one drive that really went. And then they took off. I mean, they get the mm-hmm. four plays, 75 yards. They had perhaps my favorite play of the entire year on that drive. They've run the quarterback draw so many times this year. And this time, Tanner Mordecai fakes the quarterback draw, pulls up. Braylon Allen runs right by the linebacker who bid on the fake, and they toss it right to him. And then you get the Pauling touchdown. Like, that drive kind of just set off what the rest of the day was. I mean, they scored 21 straight. Minnesota really truly never challenged the rest of the way. It wasn't a blowout, but it also never felt like it was in doubt in the, you know, after Wisconsin went up 14. I think that was early or late in the third quarter. That fourth quarter was all Wisconsin too. They get a couple turnovers. It was a it was a beating. I mean, you look at the final stats, it was like 412 to 280 something. Wisconsin yeah. had 267 yards on the ground. They they battered them. They battered them. Yeah. So I think that I think it was not a blowout by any shot, but uh, they took it to them in both both the trenches. I I like the fact that for you know don't get me wrong I mean you want to see the offense do well you want to see Tanner Mordecai do well and you can go on and on but I like the fact that the defense just kind of won the game they won it in the trenches man they they just the 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 stuffing the run pressure on the quarterback and what was most impressive was they kept setting the edge and not allowing stuff to get outside that they had done before and I thought that was one of the more impressive it's just a nuance it's just one of those things you look at and you go it's not going to show up statistically. You know, but you can see it. You can see where they're trying to force the ball. You can see what they're trying to do, and I thought the defense did a hell of a job. Well, I mean, the biggest difference between the the two teams here on Saturday was the offensive line play. I mean, Minnesota's offensive line did not hold up against Wisconsin's front, and Ethan Kelly Kamanis paid the price. He was on his butt a lot. Tanner Mordecai was not at all. He did not get sacked. Minnesota had two tackles for loss. It was as impressive a performance by the offensive line that they've had this year. Now, again... 
Tanner Mordecai's legs help that if uh, there are situations, and he certainly was able to get out. I think he had ended up with 69 yards rushing. The, the, the legs of the quarterback certainly play a role, but he barely got touched, and Calic Mass got knocked out of that game. Like the t- last time mm-hmm. we saw him, he was right. getting needed help to the sideline. Wisconsin battered him, and uh, yeah, I mean, they they dominated in the trenches, and that has not necessarily been the case against Minnesota, you know, in the last few years. It's one of the reasons they, they lost. Also, the pass defense was 10 times better than it was last year. Calic Mass had over 300 yards passing, had 167, I think, on Saturday. They turned him over twice, they get the interception late. It was that that defense obviously got off to a bad start. They may be the worst defense, first quarter defense ever in Wisconsin history, but they figure it out. And defensively in the second half, Minnesota didn't do anything. And that was the same case with Nebraska in the second half last uh, the week before. So now uh, is there a, a where are they going? Because they're both eligible, yeah. obviously. Uh, where are they going? Do we know yet? We don't. We'll find out after the college football playoff. Uh, how that all plays out, how many Big Ten teams get into the New Year's Six Bowl games. Obviously, we think Ohio State will get in and Michigan will get in, uh, even if they lose. And if Iowa wins, then you know they're going to they're gonna be in the New Year's Six as well. Can Penn State get in there? If so, Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin probably ends up in the Music City Bowl, something that they haven't been in since uh, 2003. It's I like been 20 that. years. Nashville's, now, if you follow, Nashville's great. Are you go- I was going to say, if you follow, are you going in? Because in, in my years with the Packers, We'd gone into Nashville, and everybody always says, "Hey, did you did you did you do this, boy? How did you enjoy?" I've never seen Nashville other than <laughs> at a steakhouse in a hotel and a plane. That was it. Yeah, no, it, it depends. I mean, it it's so tough because it's right around Christmas, and so it's you would probably I'd probably go down there on the twenty seventh or twenty eighth. Games on the thirtieth. I don't know how much I would get done <laughs> in Nashville itself. I have been to Nashville. My family's from Tennessee, so I've been. Oh, down okay. there and in, in the in the in the uh, the Opry and all that good stuff. So I've done that type of thing, but uh, yeah, oh yeah, Nashville is a great town to go to. And there's there's a ton yeah. to do, and uh, you know, the, it's all about the media when it comes to <laughs> bowl games. Right? It starts with it. Right? It starts with me. Right? It's all about me. And yep. th- those are what those for me. That's what those bowl trips are about. It is all food, comfort, food. It, that's well, the way it goes. Yes. That's all it is. Different kinds of comfort, too, right? It's about uh, yep. whether it's uh, Southern comfort or whether it's uh, beer or whether it's uh, different kinds yes. of alcohol. That, that type of comfort. Yep. No, completely agree with you. So now let's let's go ahead and take a look into the into the portal. Mm. What is this team going to do come the offseason, do you think? Well, I, th- I think we saw a smaller number of guys leave last year than I was expecting. I think we're going to see a bigger number this year. I think they – and they, they added 15 guys in the portal last year. I think that they'll probably add about the same. Now, if Luke Fickle doesn't want to build his program that way, but I do think that they're going to have to fill some holes. And do they think – the biggest thing here, Bill, is the quarterback spot. Do they think Braden Locke is the future? Because we saw on Saturday and we saw these last two weeks how important a running quarterback is in this offense. Tanner Mordecai's mm-hmm. legs, huge part of what they did these last two weeks. That's not Braden Locke's game. The guys behind him, whether it's Nick Evers or Miles Burkett or – uh, Cole LeCrew or the inco- incoming kid in uh, Mabry Mattire, they all can they all can get out and run a little bit. That is not Braden Locke's game. If they don't feel those other guys are ready to step in and play right away, and they do think that they need to have a little bit of mobility at that position, well, could they go out and add in the from the quarterback, or could they add from the portal at quarterback? I think they certainly will kick the tires there. That to me is is the biggest thing to watch. But they have needs. I mean, they have needs. Let's be fair about it. Needs a lot of places. Running back. 
they're losing Braylon Allen likely. We'll see what Ches Malusi wants to do. But And they have three guys coming in, but they probably would like a veteran that they could stick in there. They desperately need a deep threat on the outside at wide receiver. Yes. They don't have that right now. Uh, I know they moved Vinny Anthony out to the outside to try and put a little pressure on defenses because the two guys who were out there before, Bryson Green and C.J. Williams, are not ones that are going to run by you. So that's that's their tight end. You could sit there and say that they need to add, and then obviously defensive line too. There are a number of spots they could add in the portal, but I think it's really going to depend on who heads out and uh, where exactly though that leaves them vulnerable, I guess. So the you know expectations for Luke Fickle in the first year got really high, and this is probably the most anticipation for a Badger season I'd seen in a long, long time. Uh, I know it didn't meet the expectations or maybe the hype, but give me your thoughts on the level of acceptance for the first year of Luke Fickle in the regime. Yeah, so the Zone put out a – the morning show put out a tweet this morning asking, what grade would you give the Badgers this year in, in year one? And it was A, B, C, D, or uh, or A, B, C, D. You only get four choices. And I, I went with C. I mean, maybe I would go C-. minus. Look, Bill, every, expectations are one thing, but they were a good enough team talent-wise to win the West. We saw what won the West. Iowa, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Iowa. And they, yes, they went 10-2, and two, but their margin for error was so small because of what they had going on offense, even though Deacon Hill, amazing, amazing quarterback, amazing arm strength, amazing everything about him, love everything about Deacon Hill. But they had an opportunity there. The schedule is never going to be more perfect, and they went 7-5. and five. So it's hard for me to sit here and say it's anything but uh, – Better than a, a C. I think a, a C would be nice, maybe C minus, right. because you um, didn't reach the expectations numbers wise in terms of uh, wins. I mean, you're, you're sitting at seven. The over under, I think, was eight and a half. So you, you you were under expectations, and the off and, and the offense. Let's be fair about it. Was so far from what anybody thought it was going to be that it's it's hard to get that out of your mind as well. So uh, and I. I would kind of agree. I don't know. Maybe in our – I agree with you they should have won the West. That's 100%. Uh, I am on that same page. I just don't know if after watching what we watched last year and changing offensive philosophies, changing your defensive coordinator, I don't know if it was fair to expect nine, ten wins and this thing to all of a sudden just look like this this runaway juggernaut. I, I, I don't know if that yeah. was fair or not. You know it, what I mean? I, I would agree with that. And then I think about what they said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was championships, yeah, yeah, right. So they right from the moment that they hired him. I remember it was about this time last year that we were sitting there and listening to Chris McIntosh and Luke Fickle, and and what are the expectations we expect to be playing for championships? And the only thing they're going to be playing for a championship of is the Music City Bowl or whatever bowl game they go to. That's the only trophy non-rivalry trophy they're going to get this year that that to me is not meeting expectations that they set for themselves so I've always said if if they're going to hold themselves to these expectations of winning championships why can't we and so I, I that's where I'm that's where I'm at when it comes to that so it's, it's whether it's we should have expected or not they expected it they didn't reach their their goals and um, I think it's okay to hold them accountable for it yep no doubt always good Zach uh, let us know if you're going um, you know I I <laughs> I, and here, you, you know from being down there, do not tuck your jeans into your boots. <laughs> just so you know. Just you look stupid. Don't do that. You look like a novice, man. Just, well, I, if you're going to wear the boots, wear the jeans over the boots. I appreciate the advice. I hadn't even <laughs> thought about that, but now, now that I have, I'm on, I'm on top of it. 
I did a small stint in country radio. Never made it to Nashville, but a small <laughs> stint back when the Garth Brooks shirts were hot. That was the half collar, the tab collar. Sure. And they had like all the crazy patterns on one side and straight whatever on the other with the colored sleeves. I look like an idiot. I just it, it, And then you never, ever, ever tuck your pants into your boots. Good stuff, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good, Bill. Thanks. There you go. Zach Heilprin joining us for a couple of minutes talking some Badgers on a Green and Gold Monday. And the Packers get a win. We uh, Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk with Eric Baranchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We're going to chat with him about all of this as will the real Green Bay Packers please stand up because that was a team that – I, I tell you this, I, I did not recognize. It was a pleasant, pleasant, pleasant surprise, but I did not recognize them. Speaking of a pleasant, pleasant surprise, coming up on December 8th, it is a Christmas slash rock concert coming up at Smoke on the Water. We're going to be there on Friday night and Saturday night. They have it going on as well. Now, we're going to be there on Friday night, December 8th, but if you want some tickets, I think they still have some available, and uh, you get uh, a champagne uh, drink when you walk through the door. You get a couple of cocktails. Beyond that, you get heavy apps all night long. Uh, for one price, uh, plus the music, obviously, that goes along with it. It's a Smoke on the Water, BBQ Okachi. Smoke on the Water, BBQ Okachi on Okachi Lake. Joe and Ellen Hennis are also then going to donate a portion of the proceeds to Fisher House, Wisconsin. That's one of the reasons, the big reasons, we're going to be there. So if you're looking for something to do, getting into the holiday spirit, that is going to be it. That's our friends from Smoke on the Water. Don't forget they have Sloppy Joes on Hubertus, in Hubertus as well. But Smoke on the Water, that's where we're going to be coming up December 8th, and then they have the concert that again plays on December 9th. So either night is available if you want to go. But uh, like I said, I, I think it's like 75 bucks. You get a, a champagne drink, a couple of drinks, some food all night long, and obviously the music and such that goes along with it. It's going to be a great time. Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi over on Facebook. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. Rocking on today, on this Monday. Everybody back from the Thanksgiving holiday. Bears against the Vikings tonight. And you got to root for the Bears. Hate to say it, but you do. Packers uh, one game back of the, Bear, or the, uh, of the Vikings, so you're kind of rooting for the Bears tonight. 
can't, uh, it's hard to bring myself to do that, to root for the Bears, but in reality, that's what you got to do. The Packers are going to face both of them down the road anyway, so it is what it is, but uh, in the selfishness scheme of things, you're not watching this game tonight with a passing interest. You have a little bit riding on this. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? By the way, um, we got, uh, like I said, coming up in the next hour, we've got our guy, uh, Eric Branchek, going to be joining us. Mike Clemens going to be here the final hour of the show, as always, as always. Where w- For the next half an hour, going into the top of uh, this show, uh, of the next hour, do you, I, I want to know, do you think the Packers just had a hell of a game where it all came together? Do you think this is, like, trending in the right direction? Obviously, we've seen a couple of weeks prior to that that started to trend upward. Do you think it's all coming together? Has it changed your mind at all? Or, or do you think, you know, still holding my breath? Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, between – the, you know, Jordan Love played so much better. And we saw some things that we had not seen consistently from him. We saw some decisiveness. We saw more communication with his wide receivers, which I think goes back to the wide receivers that Mike Clemens had last week when he had a really good interview with some of the guys talking about how they kind of got together to say, hey, we, need to, we all need to be on the same page. It's not just the quarterback and them. It's them being on the same page. Um. And, well, just things overall looked better. I think the play calling was better. Defense showed up. Want to talk about it all. Is is this the progression? It's trending in the right direction? Do you think this is a playoff-bound team? Or do you say, I'm not quite there yet? We got that coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey, if you're looking for great, I mean, really fun Entertainment, the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. They got it going on all throughout the month of December, into January, February, even into March, right before St. Patrick's Day. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. Get a hold of our buddy Corey. It's good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next.